0: Hi, thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm your host, Jacqueline. You're listening to the first season of Perfectionist. On this episode, we are going to be reviewing The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and we'll do a non-spoilers discussion around the book, kind of letting you know if we think it was worth reading and if you should invest your time into it. (laughs) Aging and reclusive Hollywood movie icon, Evelyn Hugo, is finally ready to tell the truth about her glamorous and scandalous life. When she chooses unknown magazine reporter, Monique Grant for the job, no one in the journalism community is more astounded than Monique herself. Why her? Why now? Monique is not exactly on top of the world. Her husband, David, has left her, and her career is stagnated. Regardless of why Evelyn has chosen her to write her biography, Monique is determined to use this opportunity to jumpstart her career. Summoned to Evelyn's Upper East Side apartment, Monique listens as Evelyn unfurls her story. From making her way to Los Angeles in the 1950s, to her decision to leave show business in the late 80s, and of course, The Seven Husbands along the way. As Evelyn's life unfolds, revealing a ruthless ambition, an unexpected friendship, and a great forbidden love. Monique begins to feel a very real connection to the actress. But as Evelyn's story catches up with the present, it becomes clear that her life intersects with Monique's own in a tragic and irreversible way. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo was written by Taylor Jenkins Reid. So
1: this, this novel is a historical fiction with a little bit of romance in there. Um, and it was... Set kind of, I want to say, it's funny because when I say historical fiction, I think like back in the 1800s or further. Yeah. But this is not that. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is more of like in the days of, if you can imagine, like maybe Marilyn Monroe or a little mm-hmm. or, um, more recent than that,
0: perhaps, is the
1: vibe yes. I was
0: kind of getting. Yeah. Very much old Hollywood yeah maybe 19 I don't I'm sure it has an exact time frame so I feel silly saying but like maybe like 1940s ish
1: yeah (laughs) and I just want to I just want to quickly just do a little side note you might hear background noises of my dog because he just had surgery and he's he's really not happy about it so I just want to like make a little side note there because I can't prevent Mm -hmm. him from making noise but I have to keep a close eye on him (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so I'm sorry all, about that.
0: <laughs> we all care deeply about Mr. Rowan, so we care more about yes. his safety. Yeah.
1: And we'll
0: make sure that he's doing well throughout the episode. Yes. <laughs> Poor guy.
1: Mm. Um but back back to the book, uh yeah, genre-wise it was it was actually written so interestingly because mm-hmm. it was so convincingly done that I actually had to Google if Evelyn Hugo was a real, like if this was an actual biography of Evelyn Hugo. And, mm. and no, it's a fiction, <laughs> but it was done so convincingly that I, I was actually like, wait, is this a real like autobiography?
0: <laughs> yes. I get the feeling that uh, Reed used a lot of true facts from a variety of different Hollywood stars of that time period. And weed them into the creation of Evelyn Hugo to bring that realistic element to it. Yes.
1: I did a combination of the Audible, like the audiobook, and Mm -hmm. physically reading it. And they used in the audiobook, they used a couple different voice actresses. So Mm -hmm. Monique, who's the main character, has one voice. Uh, and then when they switch over to Evelyn's point of view, she's got her voice. And then when they're reading the little, there's like little news, like gossip columns. Uh, it's, it's yet another voice again. So, and it was done really well. So if you like listening to audiobooks, I would definitely recommend this one as an audiobook. It was really well done.
0: Speaking of the different perspectives and the little news clips that pop up throughout the book, how did you feel about the writing style? Did you, I personally really enjoyed the little news clips and how they kept popping up and they almost give you another point of view, the story from another perspective, Mm -hmm. because this book is very much like you don't know what's happening in someone's life unless you hear the story from them directly. And you kind of see that. Because in the newspaper clippings, you're getting what a typical audience would get. Or when you're reading about celebrities, you're seeing the perspective that we get on a daily basis as fans or as observers. But then yes. we're seeing the background of it when we get to see Evelyn's mm-hmm. perspective. Did yeah. you like the juxtaposition between those two? Because I found it very fascinating.
1: I really enjoyed it. And um, it just, it it I thought was very applicable to today's society and how in social media, because we have a lot of sort of self-made celebrities and influencers and stuff, and they mm-hmm. are not necessary, not all of them, but quite a lot of them, you know, we actually don't know what goes on in their lives, very similarly to celebrities lives, you mm-hmm. know, cause we only get to see what they put out to the public and they get to curate what they put out. Um, so I thought that was a really nice parallel to today, like what's going on and a nice reminder of just because this is what you see or even what you're being told about somebody, it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that it's true or the context might be completely wrong.
0: Yes. No, I completely agree. Yeah. No, that's a really good point to compare it to today.
1: There's two time periods because um, the book is kind of without kind of giving anything away, but it's the main character. She's a writer and without get, giving anything away, she's kind of hired to go and write about Evelyn Hugo. That's <laughs> as general mm-hmm. as I can make it. Um, and so because of this and because she's learning things from Evelyn to kind of help with the project, she, it, it bounces between past and present.
0: Uh mm-hmm.
1: I actually found that – I I really in, enjoyed that, actually. Yeah. I thought it was great. I,
0: I enjoyed it a lot, too, because I liked seeing the now present day and sort of Monique, the character's impressions and thoughts, but then actually getting kind of pushed into the story. It's not just – you're hearing it like Evelyn is telling Monique about it, you actually get transported back in time. Mm -hmm. The only time that I kind of was pulled out of the story was when we went back from when we were kind of in the Evelyn Hugo time when she's younger. And then all of a sudden she's talking directly to Monique. And there were a couple of times in the book where I was like, who is she talking to? And then I like remember what's going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I actually had wondered about what that would be like to read because I, I listened to it during the week Mm -hmm. while I'm doing my errands or whatever. And it's very obvious and clear when it switches because of the person, the way the person's talking and the inflection in their voice and stuff. But I was actually thinking Mm -hmm. like, I wonder if this would be a bit more jarring to read.
0: I did find it. There were maybe three times in the book where I was, Utterly confused about what was happening because I thought we were still in the past, and I was like, right. "This no longer makes sense." And then I realized, "Oh, we're in the present now." And yeah. it just takes a second, but yeah. there was yeah, three about three distinct times where I was like, "What's happening right now?" But yeah. it does all work really well. It just, and I might be the only person who has that problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it was uh, just written in such a clever way, and. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe, who knows, maybe that was even intentional to just like, you're so sucked into her story because Evelyn is supposed to be such a mesmerizing person. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like,
0: Oh yeah.
1: Right. Like
0: she's talking Mm -hmm. to Monique. No, it definitely speaks to the fact that I was so immersed in that storyline. Yeah.
1: And even though we actually don't hear much from Monique, even though she's the main character can, it's like mm-hmm. so interesting. Cause I feel like, I feel that Monique is the main character, but then we get like, because in present day, we only see her side of things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, So even though we only get little snippets of Monique's point of view, because mostly it's Evelyn just talking. Yeah. Um,
0: She actually undergoes quite a bit of, development character development Mm -hmm. it was impressive the amount of character development for someone as you said who didn't we didn't get to hear from all that much in the story yeah it was great yeah i really enjoyed her character and felt like the emotion she was going through like what she was going through in her real life and how that was conveyed through the writing was really well done yeah I think one of my favorite aspects of The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo was all the different themes that pop up throughout the book. And I think depending on your life experiences, you're going to draw different things from the book. And there's just so much in there to kind of pull from and so much that people could be either inspired by or triggered by or just relate to. Mm-hmm. And one of the themes that I personally really enjoyed was the self acceptance theme throughout. Yes. It's a major thread going throughout like self expression, self acceptance, mm-hmm. accepting who you are as a person and feeling comfortable showing. But that's just like just one of so many different things that you can take from this mm-hmm. novel. Mm-hmm. The audiobook, it was really good voice acting.
1: Because at the beginning she conveys with her voice how un like Monique I mean she conveys mm-hmm. how unsure she is of herself and how mm-hmm. sort of she has like a low self esteem right mm-hmm. at least that's the the vibe I was getting um, it seems almost like she's just very apologetic <laughs> for mm-hmm. her for herself <laughs> yeah. uh, and so. Then as the book progresses, you know, you get to see, like, a change. And and um, it's really nice. Not to say that Evelyn Hugo is necessarily, like, an admirable person.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's made pretty clear pretty fast. <laughs> she,
1: she's a very morally gray character. There's, like, yeah. so many shades of gray. She's very mm-hmm. complex.
0: Yeah, she's very complex and goes on her own journey of, I think, self-acceptance and understanding who she is as a person both characters almost have like parallel paths yeah but completely and totally different yeah there's like threads that link them yeah totally it's really interesting because we're seeing it from two very different time periods and how that's affecting them as women
1: Mm -hmm. yeah some problems are just problems throughout the times (laughs) So this book also explores themes of loss. Um, I won't get too deeply into that because we really can't without spoiling anything. Mm -hmm. uh, Family, marriage, obviously, seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Mm -hmm. and also wealth. And I'm just burning through those because I'm just trying to think of how we can discuss those without spoiling anything, but those are themes that you can expect to encounter when you read this book.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, most of the themes come with some sort of like to discuss them in any detail, come with some sort of reveal that we obviously don't want to give away. Yeah, this book has several moments of like, what? Huh? That? Like, it's very twisty and turny in a lot of aspects. Yes,
1: it is. Um, I found it was a little hard for me to get into because I'm in a real fantasy jag right now. But once I got into mm-hmm. it, I was like, "Wow, this book is spectacular! This is a fantastic book."
0: <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it pretty much right away. It's yeah. gripping in a different way, and I think yes. it's one of those books where you have to be in the mood for it. You know, sometimes you sit down to watch a movie, and mm. the people you're watching with are like, "Let's watch a comedy," but you're like, really wanting action, and you're just like, "This yeah. isn't hitting the same."
1: Yeah, I think yeah. it's one of those. It where totally you have to just is. Eat. Yeah, it totally is. And if you really enjoy like all things celebrity, Hollywood, that sort of thing, like um, maybe even just like if you really like Gossip Girl and stuff like that, I think you'd really Mm -hmm. enjoy this book.
0: Yes, but it comes from it in a critical lens. It's not like a fleeting oh, Hollywood's wonderful and great, and look at all the shiny, glitzy no. things. It's very much a critical lens of the Hollywood experience.
1: And I, I felt really that it was – it part of it. I don't know if it is, but it felt like an honest portrayal.
0: hmm Yeah, that was the sense I got as well, is that mm-hmm. if you are a famous person, this perhaps could be how you would feel about the whole thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. How did you feel about the way the past and present were portrayed? Were you immersed
0: in it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed getting the perspectives of both the past and the present and really liked how, as I said before, it wasn't just like Evelyn kind of telling the story and we stay in the present, like we get transported. And then all of a sudden the book is of the past Yeah, and we're in that story and the characters are interacting. It's not like, Evelyn's like, and -and so-and-so said this, and then so-and-so said this. It's like, we're in there. We're feeling the emotions of the characters of the past. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it is from the perspective of Evelyn. So is she a reliable narrator? I think that's for the reader to decide if they agree with or believe everything that she is saying and her perspective. But we are getting technically the perspective through Evelyn of -hmm. the characters in the past. Which I really enjoyed. Yeah.
1: I also want to say that as Evelyn was telling her story, we were able to also experience her character development that she went through, Mm -hmm. just through her life. She actually had quite a lot of development, self-personal development.
0: Yeah, it's the past story is a very long one in the sense that we start off when she's a very young adult, I think she's still technically a teenager. She was a teenager. At the beginning. Yeah. And it goes all the way up until present day. So we're seeing Mm -hmm. all, I mean, obviously there's time jumps because you can't tell an entire story in that many pages without having time jumps. Yeah. But we're seeing her through all her stages of her life and we're seeing how she grows as a person through each of those stages because of the experience she has. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really like that.
1: She's a really interesting character.
0: We've mentioned previously that there are many twists and turns and just different things that are unexpected that pop up throughout the book. And I have to say that I always like to try and guess like, what is the main twist and right from the very, very beginning, even in the synopsis of the story, We know what the big question is, the mystery is, why did Evelyn Hugo choose Monique to write this story? And that is something that is brought up throughout the story and it is highlighted. It is thrown in your face. It's not like, oh, this is like a weird thing that we talk about at the beginning and then we don't think about it. Evelyn like brings it up to Monique several times in like a very obvious blunt way. And I have to say, regardless of how much is thrown in our face, I... Never in a million years would have guessed the outcome of why no. she chose her.
1: No, me neither. I was stunned <laughs> when it was when the when there was the big reveal. I was floored to the point where I actually put the book down and sent you a message. <laughs> Cause I was like, yes. this is an insane reveal. This is that mm-hmm. was that's gotta be one of the best re- reveals I've read in a long time. Where it's like I didn't see that coming at all.
0: Mm-hmm and I was trying. I was trying really hard to think about what are the reasons she could have possibly yeah, picked this person to write the story and I was like there has to be a reason because they keep bringing it up. I couldn't I couldn't come up with anything even remotely close to what it turns out to be.
1: Yeah. Me neither. That was that was so awesome. <laughs>
0: was,
1: mm-hmm. I applaud the author.
0: <laughs> and along with the twist, it doesn't happen at the very end. It kind of, very close to the end, but not quite the end. And then mm-hmm. there's this other moment at the very end of the book. And I'm still not sure 100% how I feel about it. I I think I am satisfied with how everything ended and how it came to a close. I think yeah. that I would do the same thing. Yeah. But it it's polarizing. I can see people being very upset by the ending mm-hmm. And feeling as though it should have ended differently.
1: Oh, I thought it was perfect. I thought it made it made sense after what you've learned about the characters and everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it made no, sense. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you feel while you were reading this book? Did it have any emotional impact on you?
0: I personally... I enjoyed the book immensely, but it didn't have any super strong emotional emotions kind of coming up for me. And I think that's because I couldn't like relate specifically to anything that was happening. There are a lot of things happening throughout this story, as we said, a lot of themes, but none of them that I personally have gone through. However, I do feel as though if anyone related to any of the various themes, that it would be a... Gut wrenching, emotional roller coaster for yeah. that individual.
1: I found it to be quite a gut wrenching read, uh, specifically towards the end when there was like a whole bunch of just stuff just being revealed um, mm-hmm. that I was brought to tears. <laughs> I thought it was so gut wrenching, and like when a book is gut wrenching for myself, I'm usually like, "This is a fantastic book." <laughs> it it mm-hmm. brought some it brought an emotion out of me. When I don't feel any kind of emotions
0: throughout a book, I'm like, eh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? I think think even though I didn't have that visceral reaction to what was going on, because I could recognize that this book could elicit that reaction from other people, Mm -hmm. I appreciated the depth of the story, even though it didn't like completely hit me in the chest with what was happening. I still appreciated what was going on.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: When I was sort of researching for the review and I was trying to think of other books, like if you enjoyed this book, then you might enjoy Evelyn Hugo. And I was reminded of a book that a friend of mine told me about. This is not a book I've read, so I could be way off base with it. If you like Evelyn Hugo or if you like this (laughs) book, you like the other one. So I'm not necessarily saying that If you liked one, you would like the other, but there are elements of both books that like Evelyn Hugo reminded me of this book that my friend told me about like years ago. And I haven't thought about this book in years since she told me about it. And it's called, My Name is a Memory by Anne Barishes. In the story, it's about two people who find each other over and over again. And I don't want to say any more because I think by describing one book, it could give away things for another book. So I don't want to go into too much detail, but I thought it was worth noting because for a book that I hadn't even thought about and hadn't even read, for it to kind of come up in memory of like, oh, this is reminding me of this book that I'd once heard about. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting memory. Just the description
1: up. you just gave. Yeah. I could see why you, would, why that would come to mind for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Was there anything for you that popped out when you were reading this of other books that it reminded you of?
1: Not in terms of like what you just said, uh, there's a book, but it's not, it's not anything like this book. So I don't think it would be make any sense to bring it up for a comparative read, Mm -hmm. um, No, because the only other books I've read similar to this are actual memoirs and they're not Mm. nearly as scandalizing (laughs) or, you know, there's not like crazy twists and stuff like that. So I'm not like a big follower of celebrity stuff or Hollywood stuff. So it's not something I would normally like choose or necessarily. Yeah. So I don't know that I have a comparative read for you but Mm -hmm. regardless like I say I like I'm not a celebrity follower but if you are like I think this would be such an enjoyable read and even if you're not it's still really really good Mm -hmm. book
0: yeah I think a lot of people would find this book very intriguing and just I guess the only warning would be If you've experienced a recent loss in your life and that's something that you're still working through or any of the other themes that we mentioned, then that you might find those elements triggering in a book. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I think that so many people would really enjoy this. Yes, I agree. Thanks for joining us today. Next week, we will continue our discussion on Evelyn Hugo and her seven husbands and discuss more details about what we thought of the book and all the twists and turns and different things that pop up throughout the book.
1: Yes, it'll be very spoiler heavy. So if you want it to be all spoiled, come and join us. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. We hope to see you there.